to the Atomic Kingdom Podcast. My name is Dave, and today we're going to react rather late to the Captain America Civil War movie, since we've all seen it now. Hopefully, like 700 million people have seen it, or something like that. I don't know. They made a lot of money, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and joining me to react to this very good movie are two people. One who's been on the show a couple times, and another who's making his first appearance. But first, my first guest has been... On the show a few times, like I said, she's one of the best writer folks that I know and happens to operate the Geekly Planet, which is a geek culture site you should all check out. Uh, She works very hard on the Marvel Report as well, and she's also a contributor for Amy Poehler's Smart Girls. And she's got a terrific Black Widow cosplay. Um, I'm talking about Amelia, of course. I paid him to say all of that. Oh, the check bounced. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you can find Amelia on Twitter. I'm going to say it this time. I believe in you. At Horror. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, my tongue does not want to make that horror noise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and joining us for the first time is a host of a podcast called American Cinephiles that you guys should all go find now. They took a break, but they're coming back strong here very shortly. Uh, he is on Twitter at KyleKrause89. And his name is Kyle. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, having me. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we were going to have you on for Batman v Superman, but it didn't work out, so I promised you this one. <laughs> and uh, yeah. here we are. And I, I can't do a Captain America movie recap without Amelia, because <laughs> that's like her, her domain. I love him. Uh, <laughs> do you want to take a second and just... Say uh, uh, how sad you are about Agent Carter. Um, are you no. are you more angry now? Um, I'm both. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know if you saw the post that I, I wrote a thing. Yep. That I basically just like sobbed the whole time while I was writing, and I'm gonna cry like talking about it again because I can't. <laughs> um, and I felt really stupid because I couldn't figure out like why I could not stop crying because you know it, it was an important show to me, but like I just had this irrational response to it getting canceled, like could not stop crying. I cried the whole way home. I cried <sighs> the whole time I wrote this piece, and then I realized after chatting with you know some of the people with the show and looking back on some of the things that I've done that Agent Carter was the reason that I started writing so I think that's what kind of made it such a huge emotional thing for me because you know the thing that started me down this path to like start my website and start writing for Amy Poehler's Smart Girls and all of that stuff was ending prematurely and i mean i think the best meme that's come out of all of this was you know peggy carter a feminist hero who didn't deserve to die twice in one week oh yeah and i uh, i can't it's okay like they they canceled it but they can't take away what it meant and they can't take away the relationships that it created and Mm -hmm. It's gonna something else is gonna happen. So I mean, it's it's fine. Like it's probably not gonna get picked up by Netflix, but you know, there's always opportunity for comic books or you know, I, a bunch I, of other stuff. I feel strongly that this, this isn't the last time we'll see Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter. Oh no, I'm sure if she has her way, like there will be <laughs> situations. That's right. 
That's right. I, I bring up Agent Carter because this movie, Captain America Civil War, I think she plays, even though she's not in it, a pivotal role in this movie. So we'll get into it. And I want to bring it up because I know how much the show and the character means to Amelia. Hmm. Um, Kyle, something we do, I, you've listened to the show that we do with new guests is we get their geek cred. So uh, very quickly, let us know what, you, what you're geeky about. Oh, geez. Um, comic books, uh, sci-fi, TV shows, computers. Um, just all, uh, all around just everything. All that. Um, co- I mean, like, comic book-wise, like, in my bedroom alone, I have one bookshelf just centered around DC, and then the other one is centered around Marvel, Star Wars, and all, like, the other... Um, uh, the uh, the other trades like the like image sure. and like IDW. Cool. All right. Do you have a favorite superhero, or is that too hard to choose? Um, I could pick one from Marvel and DC. Perfect. I, uh, DC or yeah, DC is Batman, which yes is a cop out, but I've like ever <laughs> since out. That's right. I I I say it as a cop out because of like oh that's everyone's favorite character, but it's like I've I've like. Ever since I was young, I wanted to be Batman, but I'm like, well, I don't have the money to be Batman, and I don't have the gadgets to be Batman, but I will still, I don't know. I, I just like Batman for what he for what he is and who he is, and then for Marvel, it's Captain America. I like this guy. He can stay. <laughs> He's got good taste. That's Great right. taste. See, I know how to pick my co-hosts <laughs> and my guests. <laughs> Yeah, you really you really spoke to Amelia on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and like even before like um it was back when Cap had his like uh plasma like shield in his gauntlet. Mm-hmm. That's how I got into Captain America. Wow. Then I actually I recently found those issues again and I'm like, "Oh, this is the best." <laughs> nice. All right, at, at the risk of condemning myself from both of you, uh, I will admit to not being a big Captain America fan for a very long time. I didn't hate him. I just never got into it. Uh, I can credit solely these movies for me uh, putting him up in my top three of favorite superheroes of all time now because I have a newfound respect for this character after these movies. I think they do a great job of capturing uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, I went there. Um. What's up? Hi there, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah, I've just enjoyed even, you know, I, I don't know. I think everybody likes the trilogy of Captain America films. Like the lesser liked MCU movies are usually Thor and Hulk. But yeah. um, even the first one, which is a different director, I think still stands up and uh, holds out strong because it's kind of bookended with this one with a lot of things that happen in Civil War. So that all being said, um, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about everything that happens in Captain America Civil War. So if you're one of the three people that hasn't seen it yet, pause, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to us rant and rave about this movie. Uh, I imagine neither of you didn't like this movie. Oh, I loved this movie. <laughs> All right. It is the one of the best comic book movies to date. Okay. All right. I, I, I have a hard time going that far. I don't want to be reactionary, but I've seen it twice, and... I compared it to my friends. When I sat through Batman v Superman, I got very uneasy and uncomfortable with the first time Batman killed a person. 
Like, I just didn't feel right. And then when I watched this movie, Civil War, I was smiling, like, the entire time. Like, I, there was so much joy from this movie, even, you know, the parts that I'm sure made Amelia cry, like them fighting and stuff. But, it's amazing what can happen when the director understands the characters he's working with. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I don't bring it up to compare the two because I can't. I don't think you can compare the two movies. They're completely different animals. Yeah. And um, so we'll just stick to just Civil War and the Marvel conversation today. So I feel like we don't really need to go through the whole movie part by part uh, and just recap the whole movie. I think we can just talk about what we enjoyed. And yeah. and what we maybe thought was kind of lacking if there was anything that we didn't like. So, I mean, right off the bat, when you sat down to watch the movie, Amelia, how excited were you? Uh, I So, uh, I got to go to an early screening <laughs> of this movie. So, I got to see it, like, before it released anywhere. So, I didn't have to worry about spoilers when it came out overseas, which was nice. Um, but I, like, I was super stoked, but I was really afraid <laughs> <laughs> because of, I'm a comic book fan, so I know what happens in Civil War. Sure. And and I went by myself because like oh. I was the only one out of my friends who got to go to this screening, so I was all alone. <laughs> and I so I knew about the Peggy Carter thing uh, because that got leaked ages ago. Right. So I knew that that was going to destroy me. Um, but I like they they put me at ease so early. Because I went in, again, excited, but terrified. And just immediately, I was comfortable. And I was excited, and I was happy. And they just carried that through throughout the end of the movie. And, of course, Steve Rogers did not die. So, A+. <laughs> what I, yeah, what's interesting is they don't start you right away into present day. You go right to 1991, which you're like, 91? What happened? Nothing happened in 91. Yeah. And then lots happened in 91. How long... <laughs> Uh, how long did it take either of you to figure out that in the, who, who was in that car? So in in the Phase 2 box set, they oh. actually gave the newspaper clipping of them dying. So I knew Bummer. immediately. So I was super <laughs> mad. So thanks, Marvel. Spoiler alert. What about um, you? <laughs> yeah, like we, we knew that that was the direction that was going to happen. Sure, so sure. It was fine. Did you get to realize it in the theater, Kyle? I did, but I also think I heard that heard a rumor about it, um, bef- like way beforehand that uh, yeah. Winter Soldier was gonna uh, kill Tony's parents, and then yeah, whoever does the CG for this movie deserves like a raise because they make uh, Robert Downey Jr. look amazing when he's like. 18 or something. I, I swear I was watching Weird Science. <laughs> like, I'm like, what just happened? Like, I thought I was watching Civil War. Now I'm watching Weird Science. Or Robert Downey Jr. as Ferris Bueller. I had no idea what was happening there. Yeah, that uh, was, the like, that was some of the best CG used in a movie. Aside yeah. from the fights. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I actually, you know, I, I was out of the loop, I guess. So I didn't realize that they're going to have Winter Soldier be the reason that, or the person that killed Tony's parents. And I thought it was, I thought it was, really well done storyline uh made a lot more sense to because he was coming back to to steve's side and they were gonna be friends again and then you know nope not not gonna happen you know all he was seeing was blood at that point which was great kyle what uh what were your did you go in unspoiled were you excited sitting out in the theater or did you know what was gonna happen i stayed away from as many spoilers as i could and Luckily, I didn't. The ending was not spoiled for me at all. 
I knew about the giant man scene. I knew that Tony was going to go see Peter in Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the movie, I was like, still like, like, okay, I'm ready for this. Nothing is spoiled for me. I can actually enjoy this movie. And I did. I came away from this movie, like just shocking awe to how amazing this movie is. Yeah, I, I was, I tried very hard to stay spoiler free and made it like I was so badly wanted to know what happened because I was afraid I wasn't going to get to see it for like a week after it came out and I knew something was going to happen. But I, I was able to talk somebody into going with me on a Friday night that it came out. And I, yeah, I, spoiler free, loved the movie. And I guess what is crazy is how many people are in this movie and how much time each character got to actually flesh that character out enough. I mean, you've seen a lot of these people before, but to be introduced to 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 Black Panther and Spider-Man and they gave Spider-Man's origin story in like 3 minutes. And that's all that needed to be said. And it worked out pretty well, I think. But uh one of the things that I hear from a lot of people about being a negative for this movie is the villain, if you can call him the main villain, is is Zemo. Did you guys have any problems with Zemo? I uh, didn't know. Uh so I I think the people who are complaining about that are mad that he's not comic book Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way they did it worked so well because the point of Civil War isn't really to have a villain. The point of Civil War is to, like, that that internal conflict. Like, if right. he were this well-thought-out, greatly-planned bad guy it would have taken away from just like the deep emotional like gap that has happened amongst the team now. And that's what makes this movie so great, especially looking at, at the comic book, which is exceptional and I love, but in civil war, the book, there is a hard right or wrong Mm -hmm. pro registration is wrong. And Tony eventually realizes that Um, in the movie, no one is 100% right or 100% wrong. And that makes the conflict that much better. So I thought Zemo was exceptional. Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to kill anybody. He just wanted to tear them apart. And he did. He succeeded. Yeah. I think, I think for the people that didn't like the Zemo character and the fact that he didn't, you know, really do anything, I guess, is what they're saying. Because, I mean, Marvel gets this rap of not having these really good villains aside from Loki, apparently. And I, I disagree with that, like, heavily. But I loved what they did with Zemo, especially when you get to the end and you see how it, it it's part and parcel with Black Panther's story throughout the entire movie. Like, it, mm-hmm. gives, it gives him this whole ride and arc throughout the movie that now you realize why he's the hero that he is. Um, Kyle, did you have any problem with Zemo? I don't. I didn't have any problems with Zemo. I thought, I mean, he he was there as as Amelia said to basically tear the team apart. the The only thing I'm worried about is, or I'm hoping for, is that Marvel does a Masters of Evil soon. But if they do, they need to bring in a lot more villains and keep them around. Sure, sure. Because I I definitely would love to see like a Masters of Evil versus the Avengers storyline instead of a someday instead of an avengers versus the avengers storyline yeah (laughs) which yeah what what amelia and you said civil war the the basis of that is that that's it's internal it's not going to be brought on from somebody 
on the outside. But the difference with the book and the movie is the book, the the registration act was revealing identities, and they can't do that in this MCU because everybody knows who everybody is. There's no secret identities really. Well, except for uh, Spider-Man, right? Which which was a huge deal in the book, and we're just meeting him in the movie, so it would have been harder to to pull off the weight of that, I think. But they did talk about how important it is that nobody knows that he's the only one, and now Tony that knows who he is. Um, yeah. All right. So let's just talk about favorite moments then, Amelia. What was what was your favorite, if you can, your favorite moment? Just the first one. You don't have to name a favorite moment, but just one of them. Okay, good, because I can't rank them. Um, (laughs) I demand a begrudging Bucky-Sam-Buddy comedy immediately. I want it (laughs) right now. I do not want it at the expense of Steve Rogers' life. I'm adding that addendum. But I swear to God, if I do not get more of them sassing at each other, I will burn this place down. They are amazing together, and their dynamic is perfect, and I love it. I just, more Sam and Bucky always. It's crazy, because that dynamic kind of came out of nowhere, because the, so the first time you see Sam, he's helping Steve try to catch Bucky, and you you know, you know would think, in his opinion, Bucky's this bad guy. Like, all the things he's doing in, in Winter Soldier, like you're like, oh, he can't like him. And then they're just taking jabs at each other, like gentle jabs. They're just snarking at each other, and it was perfect. I love them so much. Oh, it was so good. And like they, so like, I liked that they had them the moment in the car. Cause yes. like Sam's face is just like, I remember last time you and I were in a car, you <laughs> jerk, you tried to kill me. No, I will not move my seat, sir. No. Right. right. <laughs> Yet at the same point, maybe minutes later after Steve kisses, um, I forget her first name, Sharon, uh, Sharon. Sharon. Sharon, they're both in agreement of how cool it was. Like they're on the same page. Yeah. Like, They're both so proud of Steve. Exactly. Right. It was great. All right. Kyle, your favorite moment? One of your favorite moments, I should say? Uh, it's I th- I think it's the interaction or yeah, the interaction between uh Captain America and Spider Man when they're fighting and then Spidey is just grasping onto I think it was like uh one of the plane uh parts of the plane and they're just going back and forth about where they were from. Oh sure. Yeah, when, when... And I'm like, okay, they're they're both from New York. They're they're both from one of the five boroughs, and it's like, oh, okay, this this kid's cool, uh, but I'm still gonna beat him up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'd have to say everything with Scott Lang. Like, I can't get enough Paul Rudd <laughs> and Scott Lang. You know, shaking shaking Cap's hand for too long, and you know, saying saying, oh, I know you too. You're great, and uh, like everything was awesome. And, becoming giant man and the whole thing before that where he's talking about how he you know he he passed out from doing it last time and i i loved every bit of it i can't wait for more ant-man and the wasp i just it's it's gonna be great i I think the rumor was they were gonna try to put the wasp in this movie but i thought that i heard that somewhere but they didn't because obviously there's just too much going on Um, i think i heard that rumor too and i'm 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 glad they didn't because yeah it would have been like too packed yeah as it, as it is yeah i i know what my favorite moment of the whole movie is oh all right um so in the comic books one of steve rogers most iconic lines is no you move yes and i am a huge purist like 
I am like, stick to the comic books. Don't recast people. Like, I'm that person. Um, I could not have asked for a better situation than them giving it to Peggy Carter. Um, so I was already bawling because Peggy had died. <laughs> and then, like, I have been waiting for the no you move line since the first Avenger. Wow. So, like, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in this movie. Spider-Man is in this movie because Steve, you know, Steve and uh, mm-hmm. Peter are talking on a rooftop. And he's like, how can you do it? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, Peter's in this movie. So it's totally going to happen now. <laughs> and... They 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 gave it to Peggy, and that was just perfect. Yeah, it worked out well, and it helped. Like I I had forgotten that Cap and Sam had no idea who Sharon was. Mm-hmm. Like, and in that moment, and he nudges him, and they look up, and he's like surprised. I'm like, why is he? Oh yeah, that's right. He has no idea. She's Agent Thirteen. Yeah. That's all he knows her as. Yeah. If that, so, or is just his undercover neighbor. But uh, I liked the bridge that they kind of built for Sharon to kind of. Not take over Peggy's role, but to fill that void for Steve. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of weird, but at the same time, I'm over it. So, uh, yeah, it didn't bother me. It bothered a lot of people, but I didn't have a problem with it. No. Um, no. Peggy, like he and Peggy had his closure. They met. Like he still meets with her. Like there, it's it's not like he didn't make hard eyes at Sharon. In the last movie, if it if the scenes between him and Sharon hadn't happened in the Winter Soldier, then, yeah, it would have been weird. But they did. So, like, there's precedence for them having a thing for each other. And Steve is notorious for, as he said, being late. So, I mean, (laughs) I see why the guy was like, I got to kiss her because I don't know if I'm coming back. Right, right. Yeah. And they they were hinting at it in Winter Soldier when they were neighbors. So, yeah. It was, it worked there. All right, Kyle, do you have another moment yeah. you enjoyed? Um, it was, I guess it was like something that just, ba- that was just ripped from the comic. Um, it's actually, and it's also like my header on Facebook right now. It's where, uh, Steve and Tony are fighting and, uh, Tony's got the, his repulsors at cap shield. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, it's like basically a, a no win at that moment. Cause they're, both at equal odds. Right. So that's that's another one where I was just like in the movie theater just going like, yes, they did it. They did it. I could, I love this movie. Yes, yes, yes. And the best part about it was they earned it. Like, yes, they worked to get to that point. Whereas like, you, you know, it didn't feel forced. Like it was, it worked perfectly. They slowed it down. It looked amazing. And, and if I was going to cry in a superhero movie, that would have been the point where I cried because it's all ha- it's all happening right in front of me. Um, I'll say I'll go with the fight scenes throughout the entire movie were amazing. The chase scene in uh, Bucharest, I want to say. I don't mm-hmm. know. They, they travel. They globetrot quite a bit in this movie. It's hard to keep track. But when when you finally meet Black Panther and he's chasing down Bucky and Bucky tries to get away, <laughs> the big fight with the cops and Steve and Bucky in the stairwell, which is now like a Marvel staple for action scenes, is stairwell <laughs> fights or hallway fights. Uh, but it worked out great. Uh, I had a couple people complain to me like, well, how is Bucky not killing people when he's hitting him with battering rams and cinder blocks? And I'm like, well, he's, he's not. I mean, he made a point to say no one's going to die. Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You can hit someone hard enough where they don't die. Right. People know that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's yeah. not like every time you hit someone, someone's going to die. Right. Oh, you hit him in the, with a cinder block. Yeah, but you didn't hit him over the head. So he's got some bruised, <laughs> maybe cracked ribs. He's, he's got gonna, a concussion it, at the post. He's, he's going to feel it for a while. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the fight scenes were amazing, and even you know the the big clash at the end with the teams felt fun, and still the the suspense was there because they had to get to the plane out of the Quinjet, and and it's still your favorite characters all fighting each other, but they're having a good time doing it. Like it's almost like uh like they're sparring, but you know you got the point when when Scarlet Witch says you're pulling your punches, and she had to put put uh. Black Widow down for a minute, yeah. Like just to, to say, hey, no, this is real. We gotta, we gotta step it up. We can't just mess around. Um, and then yeah, the fight at the end with with Bucky, Steve, and and Tony was great. All right, you got another one, Amelia, or are you? Yeah, we said them all. Um. Well, I mean, I I really enjoyed pretty much the whole movie. I I will say, like, if we're going broad spectrum, uh, you kind of just touched on it. The relationships. Okay. Because so, like, obviously, I'm a big Black Widow fan. Um, obviously, I'm a big Cap fan, but I am also <laughs> a giant Hawkeye fan. And when I found out that they were splitting him and Nat up, I had a tantrum. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like. Do not do this to me. I don't care that Tony and Steve are fighting. Like, shut up, Tony. Sit down. Um, I do care that you were splitting up Clint and Natasha. And then they had the trailer where it's, <laughs> we're still friends, right? Depends mm-hmm. on how hard you hit me. And I just immediately felt comforted. It's like I was grinning through that whole fight scene because it was so fun. It was so quintessentially comic book it was enjoyable it wasn't hard it wasn't breaking my heart they saved that moment for the end and they just they did such a good job of having such an extreme conflict but keeping those relationships intact and just huge high five to the russo brothers for that right and then building the relationships with tony and peter which is brand new and then now steve and chala like you can see these these friendships and relationships, even Bucky and Chala. I I get this feeling that Bucky might be involved in the Black Panther movie. I hope so. In Give one one form or another, maybe not a big role, but he could still show up. I mean, yeah, I think he has to. He's uh, sleeping, <laughs> right? He's hanging out there, just a, a glancing camera pan right over it. Uh, all right, Kyle. Uh, another like favorite moment would be the the mid credit scene where they're in Wakanda and the. Uh, Bucky just is like un- until they until they fix me I I have to go under so he knows that he's he's not safe until he's until he's completely um, healed so to say mm-hmm. from the brainwashing and then just that that camera pan of Wakanda onto the Panther was like okay give me a Black Panther movie right now <laughs> right. <laughs> I with Bucky, you like you there's a moment when he kind of realizes that he's got no control anymore that they can do this to him whenever they want. Like I think it's the the Ant-Man credit scene area where they got him locked down. Yeah. Where he kind of realizes they did it to me again and like he just this, this moment of defeat on his face. And then when Zemo is saying the words to him, like I there's so much emotion in this movie, like it's hard to just say like they they all did an amazing job acting in this film. Mm-hmm. because you can feel the emotion, especially when Tony discovers who killed his parents and then fighting Steve and then fighting Bucky and how he's not going to stop. And, you know, the, the just, and Steve too, protecting his friend 
And you realize that Tony realizes why Steve is going so far after what happens to, to Rhodey. Like, that's his friend. And th- this whole fight caused him to become paralyzed, which, you know, we get a redo because he's got some exoskeleton legs now, which probably aren't, you know, as good as the real things, but he's like a robot now. Mm-hmm. So. Which is, I think, close to the comic book. Um, at least, I think it was a, maybe even during Civil War, a little bit after, where uh, Rhodey was just War Machine. That's that's who he was. Like, mm-hmm. he was in the suit the whole time. But I could definitely be wrong about that one. Uh, I will say I was disappointed of how we, we, we lost Brock Rumlow right away. Crossbones, like... He's done. No more, no more crossbows. I thought it would be kind of cool to keep him around as just this low level bad guy. Nope. Mm-mm. But uh, that's over. But it was. It's a good payoff because it's it, it's essentially what strikes the, the accords and what what gets everything going and kind of gives the Scarlet Witch character some some weight and emotion to her what she's doing and realizing she's just a kid trying to figure things out still. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it worked in. In that way. I I also did think it was kind of weird that, and I love Hawkeye too, but he's the one that's got to go up against Vision. Well, Wanda technically went up against Vision. <laughs> right. Hawkeye was just there to get his little sister. Right. I mean, there were, it, it led to great moments for Hawkeye, like actually stretched or like, you know, he realizes how ridiculous it is that he's in these fights with, you know, a bow and arrow <laughs> and that's it. Like you saw it in, in Age of Ultron. He's saying the same thing to Wanda. So... <laughs> It's one of the best things about Clint, though. He's like, I'm probably going to lose this fight, but I'm going to fight it anyways. And, like, yeah. you saw it when he went up against Black Panther, too. He's like, right. I'm not going to win. Whatever. I'm going to slow you down. Fight me. Yeah, I thought it was great when he says, we haven't met yet. He tells us, he's like, I don't care. <laughs> just... <laughs> All right. I I think it gets lost on a lot of people who watch these movies because, like, I think with Hawkeye and even Black Widow to a certain extent, some people are like, I, I really don't care about these two characters. I hear it a lot, which surprises me, especially with Black Widow, because she's kind of been there as long as Tony has almost. And she, I think with Hawkeye, he's essential to the Avengers, especially because he's the humanity of the team. Tony is this rich, he lives outside of reality, essentially. And then you have all these superheroes, and then you have Hawkeye, who is not a you know trained assassin like like Black Widow was, but he's, he's, he's obviously very talented and very skilled at what he does, but he's got a family now we know, and he's, he's very human and very much the heart of that team. And I would be upset if they killed him. Like I thought they were going to do an age of Ultron. I would have been pissed. <laughs> Instead, they got rid of Quicksilver. So they just, you know, wrapped themselves away from that X-Men debacle. Mm-hmm. Apparently. All right. Did either of you have any problems with the movie? Um, I, I don't think I had any problems with the movie. I had problems with characters, but okay. I, like, it wasn't, it wasn't bad writing. It was just like a personal character thing. Like one, one issue that I did have was I didn't like that we didn't see Agent 13 in her get up at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now there was no time for it. So it's like a super arbitrary complaint, but, <laughs> uh, so far, like, I have always had a really complicated relationship with Tony Stark. Sure. Uh, he makes me laugh, and he's fun. Um, however. He's a dick. It looks, I don't, being a dick doesn't <laughs> bother me. Batman is my favorite superhero. Like, 
being a dick is not a problem. Sure. Um, he projects his problems on everyone else. Right, he is right. a child. He makes stupid decisions. The everything that he was talking about, <laughs> like the. Well, we dropped a city on him. Well, that's because you created this crazy AI, you moron. Like, <laughs> he he's projecting his guilt on the rest of the team with these accords. And, like, that's not the first problem that I've ever had with Tony Stark. Um, but that's that's not even the major issue for me. The major issue for me is at the end, I get being upset at Bucky. I get wanting to throw a few punches. That is not what he was trying to do. Tony Stark was straight up trying to murder Bucky Barnes. Right. Even though he acknowledged that it wasn't Bucky's fault. He didn't do it. Right. Bucky is a victim. And Tony is trying to murder him. I... Which I can't handle. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I just don't know how I would feel if I was facing the, the man, not necessarily the brain behind it, but the man who murdered my mom. Like, I, I even I just saying it, I have a hard time with it. Like, I just don't know how I would react, so I can't get on Tony for that. But throughout the whole movie, I thought if there's one flaw in this movie, I thought they didn't really capture Tony's voice right in this movie. Like, it didn't feel like regular Tony. Like, I know he's changed over all of these movies he's been in. I get that. It just didn't feel like Tony from all the other movies. And maybe that's the point, but... That's... I think it was the point. Right, right. So, I'm I'm just dumb. But I, I, I did have a problem with the way he... Like, and, and Steve addresses it. He said, these, these accords pass the buck. We don't take responsibility for it. And that's exactly what Tony does for everything he's ever done. Like, you look at Age of Ultron, he just walks away from it. Like, this is your fault, dude. You can't just go find your own farm like Hawkeye. Like, that doesn't work. This is your fault. Stay and fix it. Yeah. But he's just gone, apparently, and then comes back to give money away at MIT. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Kyle, do you have any issues with characters or the movie itself? Not really, and this is only just, I guess, just very nitpicky, is that... Spider-Man was CGI for a, what felt like a lot of the scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like a, I saw a behind-the-scenes like picture where it was the the airport scene with um, with uh, Tony's side walking towards Cap's side, and then they and then I saw the green screen for it, and it was just Black Widow just standing there, and <laughs> everyone else was just all CGI, and I'm like. Sure. Why can't we have a? I can understand like some scenes being CGI for Spider-Man, but why wasn't he there in 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 costume? Right, at that, least at least in that scene, like I could see a lot of that stuff needing to be CGI, of course. But of course, the only thing I think that wasn't CGI was when he finally took the mask off and he's laying on the ground. Yeah, even even then, I think a little bit that to me that looks CGI. But I've I've only actually seen the movie once, and that was on. Uh, May 6th when it came out. Okay. So I actually need to go back and watch it again. But it to me, it looked like it looked CGI, but I could be totally wrong. Other I, than that, I, I don't have a, I don't have, really have a gripe with, with the movie. Yeah. And I think, I think I, there's a couple of people that didn't like this, the way it was just CGI Spidey. And it didn't bother me because I figure he's in it. 
in that area in the CGI for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And it's all action scenes. So I didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't bother me. I thought the suit looked great. I, I, I like the way the suit looks. I didn't think it looked cartoony like a lot of people are saying. Uh, but what it did, and I don't know, I've said it before, and maybe Amelia's heard me say it, I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, and this made me excited for a standalone Spider-Man movie for the first time. Like, I can't wait to see Tom Holland as teenage mm-hmm. Spider-Man going through whatever he's going to be going through in Homecoming. And I thought they pulled it off great, especially with uh, Tony hitting on his, his aunt. <laughs> and he's got a New York accent. Right. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he doesn't look 30. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I I will say that Tony hitting on Aunt May was another, like, little nitpick that I had. <laughs> sure. Uh, because, like, his whole, like, M.O. throughout this movie is him being upset that Pepper's gone. And I get that that's what Tony does. Like, he charms women. That's the point. But I just, I felt like that was a little weird when he's all, like, uh, girlfriend is gone and I'm sad. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. <laughs> it did seem like it was out of place in the movie, a little, to an extent. Uh, yeah, and I'm wondering if the Russos were just like, you know what, we know you guys have tremendous chemistry, because this is not the first movie that Downey Jr. and that actress have done together. Right. So I wonder if they just wanted an excuse to be like, you guys rock on screen together, go, do yeah. the thing. Just have some fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I was a little skeptical about her being Aunt May because, you know, it's it's the youngest Aunt May we've had, but I, I think she's going to pull it off just fine. No, I think she did great. Yeah. Uh, so this is also an MCU movie where we had no Thanos and just very little touch, like, on the Infinity Stone. It wasn't really anything other than Vision not knowing what it is. So I thought yeah. I thought that being separate, I mean, uh, Winter Soldier was pretty much separate too, but... I think the is, is there two credit scenes? I don't whatever. I get lost with the credit scenes. It doesn't matter. But uh, they're building towards the Infinity War, which is going to be renamed those movies apparently. And this is the first Avengers movie without Joss Whedon, which makes me sad. But I think the Russos are going to do okay. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think the Russos will do just fine with all sixty nine uh, Marvel characters that they said or sixty eight, whatever, including Captain Marvel. Uh, is that what it is? Is that going to be her introduction? They they did come out and say that Captain Marvel will be in the next Avengers movie. Yeah, because they, they slipped when they said it, but <laughs> yeah, then they came out and said that yeah, she's going to be in it. Of course, and then Joss wanted her in Age of Ultron, but they wouldn't they, they wouldn't let her, or I don't know what it was. Um, okay, so of the two new characters introduced, the two major characters, Black Panther and Spider Man, which one do you think were you more happy or excited with after seeing Civil War? Like, did it live up to... I should say, did it live up to what you were hoping for? Yes. I want more Black Panther all the time and everything now. <laughs> I love yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. They're both great introductions into the MCU. Yeah, I agree. And we'll get plenty of backstory on Black Panther in his own movie, so I don't think anybody, anybody that's worried about that doesn't need to be. Uh, what about the return of Thunderbolt Ross from the Hulk movie or from the Incredible Hulk? Uh, it was I thought it was kind of nice that they finally actually recognized that movie in a way of being part of MCU, you know, minus the fact that the Hulk is in these movies, but and that he broke Harlem, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just want Bruce to come back and find out 
that half of the team listened to that human being <laughs> and just freak out and then go find him and tear him into pieces. I hate General Ross so much. Yeah, it I'm, make, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that uh, Ross wasn't more like scared as to where like. Banner was during this whole thing, like he made it a a point to be like, okay, where's Thor and Banner? Do you do you know where they are? Why can't you keep your team together? If I mean, to a little to that extent, uh, Ross's character was like a little underplayed in that aspect because, yeah, from what I know of Ross, he's very much like, okay, I need to know where the Hulk is every single time. I need to know that he's not destroying anything, and the fact that he doesn't know where the Hulk is is like. This this is scary. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's even the one to make the comment of if I had lost some nukes, I you know I would lose my job or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you essentially did. The Hulk is your nuke. I yeah, mean, come on. Um, <clears throat> Martin Freeman's character Everett K. Ross was introduced. Um, that character is more linked to the Black Panther in the comics, so I'm hoping we'll get more of him in that movie in some way. I don't know how. But I just want one scene with Doctor Strange and, <laughs> yes. and Ever K. Ross just looking at but each Ross other. Downey Jr. has to be there too, right? Like, yeah. there has to be the Sherlock trifecta. Yeah, just each of them giving each other a look, like, wait a minute, and then just move on. <laughs> uh, we could have like both uh, Stark and Strange just or look at each other, and then Stark goes, "Hey." Nice goatee, goatee <laughs> brothers, right? Facial hair bros. <laughs> I mean, you could even do it now with with Cap and whoever Michael B. Jordan's going to play in the Black Panther movie because he have the two yes. the two human torches. Uh, but I think he's going to be a bad guy, so I don't know if it's yeah. going to work out too well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else was I going to? Oh, they brought into the movie the character that. Well, no, nah, we don't need to talk about her anyway. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Uh, I was gonna talk about in the in the comic book that you have the one the the woman whose son died in the attack at the beginning sharp? of Savor. Yes, and they brought her into the movie. Uh, I, essentially, I I love that they did that. Yeah, because it, it made Tony like be more for like his argument of it is like okay, I I created Ultron. We did this to the people of Sokovia. This kid is dead because of us. We need to be put in check. That made his argument very valid. So I'm right. glad that they took that from the from the storyline of the comic. And yeah, they had uh, yeah having her be in it, even though she's already been in or she's she was in or she's cast for Luke Cage. That's what it is. Yeah, the same actress. But I doubt we're gonna even care. Uh, my favorite cameo is this is probably my favorite Stanley cameo of all time, because <laughs> um, it just led to just a hilarious moment with Rhodey and Tony. So Tony Stank is gonna live on forever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree with this. Yeah. Okay. So this was the first of Phase Three, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then up next is Doctor Strange in November. Excited. Yes. <laughs> I again, that's another character I don't know a whole lot about in Doctor Strange. I'm not exceedingly excited. I'm because of the cast alone. Like I love everybody that's in this movie, especially Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, but I, yeah, I would I would watch the the Marvel animated movie of Doctor Strange, the Netflix thing. 
Uh, or it's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it's on Netflix, watch it. That is probably one of the best Marvel animated uh, movies out there. Hmm. So I definitely recommend it if you're interested at all in Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to do some research because I have to know what I'm talking about for this little podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At some point. But yeah, we get uh, Doctor Strange in November, and then Galax- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yay! And then Spider-Man Homecoming. Say, we get three... <laughs> next year, we get three Marvel movies, technically, uh, with Spider-Man, and then Thor Ragnarok, which I'm excited for just because Ta- Taka Watiti is directing it, and even though I can't say his name, I know the stuff he's done, and he's hilarious and awesome, so... I'm looking for a, a different kind of Thor movie, hopefully. And I really then, like Thor movies. What's that? I really like the other Thor movies, and I like. Oh, I, I've, I've just now started realizing that a lot of people don't, and it's new to me. <laughs> I, I like the first also, Thor, Thor movie. Also, Thor dies, Ragnarok, and I'm not ready. I like the first Thor movie. The second Thor movie, I can, I can acknowledge, but it's not my favorite of the MCU. Yeah. I I wanted the second Thor movie to be so good because of the villain, and I thought it was going to be great, and it kind of fell flat. But I really like the first Thor movie a lot. Uh, I don't know why people don't like those movies. I also don't know why people don't like Incredible Hulk, but I like that movie I, too. I love yes, Edward Norton. Yes. <laughs> what did you say, Amelia? I said because it's terrible. It's not terrible. It is not terrible. <laughs> How dare so, you? So it took me so like. So long. I bought that movie when it came out. It took me two years to watch it because I could not get the taste of the other Hulk movie out of my mouth. Oh. Like, I could not bring myself to watch it because I just, it's so bad. I can't. It's going to be bad again. And I also don't really care for Edward Norton. So I was a little, like, on the fence there. Um, All right. I don't love it. I don't. I don't even like it. Well, well, and, everyone's got their own opinion, I guess. And for all you people that think she's just Marvel only, like there you go. She didn't like a Marvel movie, so now <laughs> you can shut up about it. Uh, yeah, I started DC. Fight me. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, so yeah, and then 2018, three movies again: Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant Man and the oh, Wow. Ant Man and the Wasp is that far away? I wish it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, well, so is Captain Marvel's, like, pushed to what, to the year after that? 2019, yeah. Yeah, March 2019, and then they canceled the Inhumans movie, which I'm quite okay with. Uh, Kevin Feige says they still have plans I'm not sad. Uh, Yeah, I know he says they're going to still do it, but, I mean, I've got enough Inhumans on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I'm tired of. Like I I know. And uh, I'll admit, the reason I'm tired of it is because they're X-Men knockoffs, essentially. In my opinion, they're Marvel's answer to not having mutants. Well, they're doing something like that in the comic books right now. I think they're trying well, to kill off all the mutants. They've reclassified a lot of mutants as Inhumans, and like the Human Torch is an Inhuman now, and like it's just it's out of control. Well, the Inhumans I, existed before they lost rights to right. X Men. No, you're fair. right. It, and it was a very different. Like you like they're this royal family, and it was great. Like I thought that version was cool if they would have done just that. But I yeah. get, I get what they're doing and I understand it and that's that's fine. Like they've they've tried to do it before where I think Scarlet Witch nearly killed off all the mutants. Yeah, House of M. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but anyway, speaking of Marvel, the TV world, Agents of Shield wraps up uh, as we're recording tomorrow with a two-hour season finale. 
And sadly, we won't get Marvel's damage control. I am okay with that. Bring back uh, Mocking... Uh, yeah. Jay? Um, yeah. Mockingbird. Mockingbird, I'm sorry. Mockingjay is that other, that other archer person. Yeah. Um, yeah, bring him, bring him back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, right? then, then I'm okay with it. If they bring him back, I, I want those two back then. I feel like they had to have had a contingency plan. Um, and while, like, I'm sad that... I'm sad for the people who had, like, jobs depending on the show. Yeah. I'm not sad that it's not happening. Because... <laughs> I was really upset to lose Bobby and Hunter's dynamic from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'm not bummed. I feel like they're absolutely going to come back. Then again, I also was pretty sure they were going to renew Agent Carter. So don't listen to me. I don't know anything. (laughs) Okay, this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's been two things that kept me going. And it was was those two that they said goodbye to in an uh, amazing way. I thought that episode was fantastic when they said goodbye to Bobby. And, and Hunter. But at the same time, I'm only in it for like Fitzsimmons at this point. I really don't care about anybody else on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is sad because I love Coulson. Yeah. But right now, I just, it's, 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 it's grating on me. But I love all of the characters in Agents of except for May. I have a hard time with May, even though I love Ming-Na Wen with all of my heart. Yeah. Uh, and they, they've made her better. I like her more now than I did in the first season. Okay. My problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that it is constantly them against them and not them against bad guys. And I'm so over it. <laughs> Betrayal works when you do it sparingly, every once in a while. All that show has been has been betrayal after betrayal after betrayal after, oh, no, this person on the team's a bad guy. Surprise. Like, so done. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love I, I love it. Just just do a different story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you caught up, Amelia? No, I am, like, five episodes behind, but I know what's happening. Okay. So I... <laughs> who, who do you guys think is going to die? Oh. I kind of am leaning towards Daisy. I, I, from what happened at the end of last episode. See, I didn't watch that one yet. <laughs> oh, why can't I talk? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Caught up. I'll watch it tonight, and I'll tweet at you after I watch okay. it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's. I think it's going to be a a main character. I'll just say that. Sure. Someone who is a series regular, not a guest star. Okay. I'll, I'll I, say that as as vague as that is. That's that's who I think it is. I thought I was having a heart attack when I was looking at my Twitter feed, and all of a sudden I saw, like, RIP something. It was, you know, tweeted out yeah, by... Yeah, Marvel was doing that all week. Yeah, they're just, like, promoting the suspense of it. I'm like, oh, you you bastards. Like, I thought they, they spoiled it. I'm like, what? I know. It's like, at first I saw RIP Colson. I'm like, not again. You can't do that again. <laughs> I don't think they can do that again. You can't. There's there's no more Cree blood. You can't bring them back. Right. There's no more Tahiti. So, all right, so that is, uh, I think, going to wrap up our talk on Mar- Marvel and Civil War. Uh, unless you guys have one last thing to say about Captain America Civil War before we, we close things out, uh, Amelia? Um, I do have one more thing that I was going to mention and I forgot. Okay. Uh, I liked, that while I didn't like that Tony was attacking somebody who was 1,000% a victim, 
I liked that Tony got to symbolically kill the thing associated with his parents when he ripped off Bucky's arm. I thought that was a really clever move by the Russos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on board with that. It was brutal watching Howard Stark get punched in the face. Like, I, I cringed. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. And then, yeah, yeah. Then, they, then they panned away. But, yeah. All right. Kyle? Um, the only thing I could say is that I'm... I'm hoping to either see Steve as either Nomad or as the U.S. agent going forward. Because, I mean, he he dropped his shield at the end of the movie. So who's he going to be now? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards U.S. agent rather than Nomad because I don't think that costume will be very uh, well represented on screen, so to sure. say. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be somebody. Well, I mean, there's no talk of another Captain America solo film for a while, or if at all. Yeah, his uh, his contract for like solo films is done, but he can he's still up for like Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like Infinity War will start with him and Tony having that moment where to- Tony uses the shield as an olive branch. I don't know that we're gonna see Steve Rogers as somebody else. It would be cool though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know what movie he'd be in as as something else, but he maybe he'll pop it in something. Just I could own. see him popping back up in like maybe Spider-Man: Homecoming, just as like yeah. quick, like five-minute scene and being like just talking to Spidey. Yeah, I think the the people that are sick of Tony and the, that are upset about him being in Spider-Man, I think they're overreacting to what I think is going to be a short scene. Oh yeah, for sure. I, it's going to be all about Spider-Man. I mean, it's the first MCU Spider-Man, so let's relax, guys. They're going to establish the hell out of that character because that's their baby. So, all right, so that, yeah, that'll wrap up our Civil War talk. We love the movie. If you want to let us know what you guys thought, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm where we are at Atomic Geekdom. Uh, let us know what you thought. In fact, we had a couple people who did just that on Twitter when I let them know that we're doing this. And at Scene and Nerd, they do, a, I think, a podcast called Scene and Nerd. Great, guys. Have you, you've been on that show. Yeah. There you go. Uh, they loved Black Panther. Can't wait to see a solo movie. I think everybody agrees. Uh, Michael Lopez at so underscore severely Black Panther nailed it as did Spider-Man. And then the villain lacked substance though. In the end, I didn't care who the villain was. So there's the, the Zemo problem popping up again. Uh, all right, Kyle American cinephiles is coming back soon. People can, yes. find, people can find it on iTunes. Of course. Yep, you can find it on iTunes, um, the Satchel podcast player on Android and uh, in beta on, on iPhone. And then you can uh, catch me on Twitter at, at KyleKrause89. That's K-R-A-U-S-E. That's how you spell Krause. Correct. <laughs> He's a good follow, so follow him and then check out the podcast when they come back. They got a library of like 11 episodes that they did before. And you can check those out on their website. Is it americancinephiles.podbean? Uh, yes, it is. I'm going to look it up right now. But yes, it is americancinephiles.podbean.com. Yep, I just pulled it up. There it is. Oh, there you go. You did faster than I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys can catch up on some of their episodes before they launch into their, their newest stuff there. Amelia. Yes. What's going on in your crazy busy world right now that you can tell the peoples about? Um, I write stuff. You should read it. 
Uh, there you go. Thegeeklyplanet.com <laughs> is one place. Uh, you have a Facebook personality page because you are such a personality. Ah, it's more because people keep sending friend requests to my private page. <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook under Just Amelia E. For yeah, E. There you go. Uh, okay, cool. Anything you're working on for Smart Girls that you can tell the people, or that you just finished? Um, I just did an interview with Sam Mags, um, who wrote a Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy. If you want to check that out, she is tremendous, and you should go buy both of her books. Um, and then I have a personal series coming up here as soon as me and my awesome, amazing, wonderful, crazy, tremendous editors figure out what the heck we're doing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So personal, just, just to, about you, huh? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> you, sound, you sound super excited to get into that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you both very much for joining me tonight. I know you're both very busy people, and fitting us in was, was great, kind of last minute. So, yeah, that's our show, AtomicGeekdom.com, for everything that we do. And, of course, all of Kyle and Amelia's credits and, and Twitter pages and Facebooks and all that stuff will be in the credit or the show notes so that you can find them easily and, and harass them about things and make them feel like mean people because you're trolling them and you're going to... She will harass you back and she will win, just FYI. I've witnessed it. She doesn't <laughs> hold back. There's, there's no punches held on her side of things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you deserve it, <laughs> otherwise she'll share supernatural gifts with you for hours and hours. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So that's it. Thanks guys for listening and we will see you next week. <laughs>